All right, welcome to podcast big one, big one podcast. This is uh, Brian Boyer. I am B Boy uh, to those that affectionately know me. Um, <laughs> on the other side is our boy New Guy. Take it away, New Guy. Uh, yeah, I'm New Guy, aka David, to those who uh, <laughs> affectionately know me. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is just a podcast where we're like two NASCAR fans that just want to talk about NASCAR and. I mean, that's pretty much what we're going to do. You know, talk about the races that just happened, storylines that are going on, and the uh, races that are coming up. Indeed, indeed. It's all about the racing action. Um, I think we're also going to be talking about just, you know, ourselves. Uh, you know, what brought us into racing. I, I've been a racing fan kind of my entire life. My dad really got me into it, and uh, I just continue to be a fan. And then all of a sudden, there's this nerd that I started working with at this place called Kekira, and then... He liked racing too, so uh, we just kind of kept going from there. Yeah, I do remember when uh, I first was talking to you about racing, I was like, oh, pff, no chance, <laughs> get that out of here. Yeah, yeah. That sounds boring as hell, but uh, yeah, then I did VR racing and, you know, I was sold. I think video games bring the world together, So, but that's for a different podcast. So uh, let's just jump right in. So... What's nice is when we go to do this race recap, there's only been one race in the year, uh, the Daytona 500, um, and we were there. Uh, so it's, it's really exciting to be able to talk about a race that you were live there for and you, uh, you got to experience. And uh, this is our second straight year. Um, we went to three races. We went to our, uh, the Thursday duels, and then we went to uh, the truck race, and then we went to the Sunday race and skipped the Saturday race. Um, so that was actually really awesome. Uh, do you want to talk about the truck race a little bit? Uh, yeah, it was nuts, uh, which is just classic truck race. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, of course, you know, the first, uh, big storyline that you and I were paying attention to was Natalie Decker, uh, mm. we were really excited mm-hmm. to see how she would do, and then, uh, two laps into it, I think it was two laps into it, yeah. she lost a tire, mm-hmm. and her car caught on fire by the time that she got to pit lane. Which yeah. is just ter- terrible, heartbreaking stuff. Yeah, what kind of, uh, what kind of start is that, and... And she like was kind of trying to be smart about it. She dropped to the back. Um, for those that are unfamiliar, the truck racing series is kind of the third division minor minor league. Um, but uh, you know the racers that are there are really one step away from being in the top league. And so for her, this is this is a really really great shot for her uh, to to be in really really good equipment in the truck series. And she gets two laps into what is arguably their biggest race of the year too. And yeah, it's just done. It's over. Yeah. I did. I was impressed by her ability to maintain good composure once she got back to the garage. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't seem horrifically beat up about it. I'm sure the inside she was, but uh, she was staying strong and like, yeah, not letting her emotions get to a hold of her there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how she does in future uh, super speedways or just future races in general. Yeah, yeah. Is she racing in Atlanta this week? Um, I'm not sure, actually. That's a that's a really good question. Um, I I feel like with the team that she's on, that she will be racing a, quite a few races this year. I'm just not sure about Atlanta. So. Uh yeah, hold on. Oh yeah, she is. Oh nice, nice. awesome. Well, you know okay, that's cool. that's coming up later today. Um, we kind of are in a great zone right now because we're talking about racing and there's, there's actually racing kind of going on right now. Uh, back at what is considered my home track in Atlanta. Um, they've got the truck race and the Xfinity series races today. Um, 
and then we've got the Sunday race uh, as the, the Monster Energy Series uh, tomorrow. So yeah, I'd consider that your home track too. Thanks, man. I mean, when I yeah, run there, yeah. you know, first you know, <laughs> podcast uh-huh. step one, get podcast sponsorship money. Step two, yeah, make, like fraudulently get oh. a couple million dollars, then start racing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the long term plan for this podcast i think is to get enough sponsorship for this podcast that then we can sponsor ourselves driving yes yeah in at least xfinity i'm looking at you flaming hot cheetos all right yeah <laughs> all right um right. yeah so yeah truck race freaking crazy uh lots of lots of accidents as you could expect from a minor yeah. minor league um and then you know the uh, duels which were uh, the night before that not really a lot of racing action, kind of high temps. They're racing what are cars that are set up to run during the day at night. Uh, there's not a lot yeah. of logic to any of it. Um, guys don't want to wreck their, their stuff for the big race. So, you know, not a not a ton of racing action. I don't think there's too much on load on that one, uh, unless you have something. I mean, was it, was it Harvick? It was someone that was saying that it was either the Clash or the Duels that they think are dumb. Um, I would... I would probably say uh, that that someone was talking about the duels. I think people like the clash, and the clash is kind of like you just unload a car and you go. Like uh, yes, yeah, you do you yeah. do practice where you do get to set up your car, um, but it's not it's it's for a million dollars, which actually isn't even a lot yeah. of money anymore. Um, so so like yeah, you just kind of go out there and do your thing. But the Thursday races, yeah. it's like I qualify during the day, then I have to go race at night where the track is way a different temperature entirely. And then I've got to uh-huh. go race during the day again. Why the hell do I give a shit about these, like, qualifier races at night? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Especially because, like, all that you're doing is getting your starting position. And it's Daytona. Yeah. It's 500 miles. Your starting position really doesn't matter enough for it to be worth it for you to risk too much there. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I will uh, say something that's a little interesting, now that we can kind of jump right into the 500, is that track position did kind of matter here. They weren't pushing lines as far forward as they were before there was a lot of side-by-side racing which is great which is exactly what we went to go see and why we were there um but it was more so side-by-side static racing like no one wanted to get out of line because if they got out of line they'd kill both the line that they were in and whatever line they were jumping to yeah yeah that absolutely yeah that absolutely is true i mean i remember uh early on in that race um when byron was leading he uh i i guess he went. He was on the outside line, I believe, and coming into one of the corners, he stuck in the middle groove, mm-hmm. and everyone else in that line just swung up to the high oh, yeah. groove, and he just got swallowed up immediately. Yeah, I mean, I, like all the way back, shuffled back to like twentieth place or something like that, straight yeah. from the lead. So, yeah, track position definitely. There's a lot of value in it throughout the race. Well, and it's um, it's interesting, and especially yeah. the scenario that you just mentioned, it's something that we've always seen, right? Like a guy basically drops like a rock through the middle of the pack. Um, but it, it there's a couple seconds there where the guy gets kind of shoved out of line or a guy goes to the outside of him. Now he's in this middle that anyone could save him. So if his teammates are maybe in the like third spot in the outside line, they could drop down, oh, yeah. they could push him. But they have to make that decision so quickly because if they try and come down too late, he's dropping too fast. They're trying to get out of the gas, and they hit him the wrong way. There's a big one, right? There's uh-huh. uh, the the old podcast namesake right there. Mm. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The titular big one. The yeah. titular big one. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I mean, good. Yeah, we like there was there was examples of that happening. I remember uh, Byron getting picked up like while he was falling back, getting picked mm-hmm. up by old Papa Jimmy. Oh yeah. Uh, but it always is so spooky seeing that happen because, mm-hmm. 
like managing that speed and then additionally the person in front needs to hold the line and the person behind needs to hit them just right to get them back up to speed mm-hmm. yeah you don't way, want to get shuffled back after jimmy johnson went winless last year i think he's grandpa jim now um just, oh, okay. just so grandpa we can keep jim. up with our yeah. nicknames yeah <laughs> um all right, all right well uh one huge surprise at daytona um was the 95 car matt de benedetto levine family racing yeah. What a performance. I think uh, definitely the Cinderella story, it didn't end as a Cinderella story. Or maybe it did end as a Cinderella story because that's what a Cinderella story is, right? It's that number 12 team in the March Madness that makes it to the Final Four and then loses, right? Because they never win at all. Um, Mm. So, yeah, they were kind of that Cinderella story. And then, sure enough, they were the big one. Yeah. Ugh. That was a heartbreak. Yeah. I, 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 you know, we had him on the scanner. Um, for those that aren't, aren't familiar, um, you have the ability to listen in to car radio um, uh, communication while you're like at the racetrack. And we had the 95 on there because he was just so he was just doing so, so well. And this is a guy that really had to kind of race his way into the series and like um, just kept racing for smaller, uh, really small teams and overperforming with the, that equipment. Uh, he became a Reddit darling a couple of years back and it obviously still is. Um, and now he's with uh, with a team. That is also kind of a Reddit darling kind of thing where they're, uh, they, they really, really like NASCAR. They invest a lot and they want to be successful, but they just haven't been able to get over a hump yet. Um, and, and you know, first race with a new driver. Uh, I think you, you said that there was a new spotter and a new crew chief, obviously, as well. Uh-huh. Um, and, now, and now they've got uh, uh, Joe Gibbs Racing Alliance, um, which is something that the Furniture Row Racing guys with Martin Truex Jr. were running and running super successfully before. They're new to this alliance. They're paying the big, big amount of money that put Furniture Row out of business. And to perform like that is just, just, wow. Uh, maybe it shouldn't yeah. be surprising, but is surprising. It was it was awesome to see. I mean, like, the main thing, when I went back and rewatched the race, the main thing that the commentators were saying about the Benedetto is that he consistently outperforms uh, the equipment that he's in. Mm-hmm. Like, taking cars that deserve to be in 30th up into the 20s. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm really excited to see. I like that's one of the main things that I'm looking for at Atlanta is seeing how well De Benedetto does outside of a super speedway. I mean, it's one yeah, thing to sure. perform well at a super speedway. Like we saw Bubba do fantastic mm-hmm. at Daytona last year, um, and you know we'll see like Stenhouse do really well at super speedways. But yeah. once you get off there, it drops off quite a bit. So that's one thing that I'm really looking forward to seeing is just mm-hmm. how well. Um, the Benedetto will be able to do. And I also think, like, especially with this aero package change, it's really going to shake things up, and I yeah. think it's going to be really interesting to see. I think it's a very good opportunity for him to sort of slide in there while the playing field is a bit more level. Mm. Um, if there's ever a time for the Benedetto to get up in there, now is the time, and now is really when he needs to take advantage of, you know, the options that he has. Yeah, he's really looking at Chris Collinsworth slide his way up in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, also another another thing there is, uh, yeah, Danica did well at Super Speedways, and uh, we saw how that turned out. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so so uh, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember it super vividly, and then it came out on the Radioactive as well, was right when he crashed, when he got wrecked uh, in the big one. Um, he gets, just goes, oh, God, no, Jesus. And we were like... That was the audio that came through when that big yeah. one happened. And all I could remember thinking was, uh, like, on the radio, I was hearing the same thoughts that were going on in my head. Like, no, come on. Like, that guy was just killing it all day. 
Yeah, uh, but that's the nature of racing at those big tracks. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've I've told a few of my friends about the race and like told them about the De Benedetto story, mm-hmm. and uh, I do find it funny because like they always seem more beat up about it than. I feel, yeah, yeah, just because you know that's what you expect from super speedways is yeah. just chaos. Yeah, um, I do find it interesting. You know, like we talk a lot about the truck race being absolute chaos, especially the endings, but the five hundred just as bad. Same, same thing. Yeah, yeah. You got through the final what ten laps and just like a caution, couple laps, right caution, right. couple laps, red flag, caution. Uh-huh. Um, Two red flags over the course of one hour. I mean, yeah. one of those a result of uh, the jet dryer sliding down the track. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Uh, I remember being a little mad at that point. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you said, tons of crashes. I don't know if you want to go into them. I mean, this is the a big one podcast, so uh, maybe it's uh, I mean, yeah, exactly I th- what we should be going into. But it's our responsibility to do so. I think. Yeah, that's what the people come here for. Yeah. So what? So what crashes were there? Uh, well, we got the Bubba crash to start off with. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so that started off. So I forget what lap it happened at, but it was it was in stage one. It was about halfway through stage mm-hmm. one, I think. Yeah, I think um, so. And so Kurt Busch was they're they're coming into, well they were they're going from one into two. Mm-hmm. Kurt tried to come down in front of the seventeen car. Yeah. Uh, but the arrow got on Kurt's back left spoiler, uh, and he ended up turning himself there. Mm-hmm. And then Bubba got bumped from behind by the 31 car, mm-hmm. and it was just like a perfect storm of Bubba not being able to avoid Kurt. And then, I think, and honestly, I think this is the worst part about it for poor old Bubba, is that his car got damaged to the point where he was able to keep running, uh, but he was like 10 or 20 below yeah. the speed like the the speed of the rest of the cars yeah but flaming hot cheetos just listen in we will run those cars we'll run 30 laps off the pace that's okay oh yeah i would happily do it i don't know how much that costs but you know write us a check yeah i'm on board for that but for our boy bubba i mean he's he deserves more just get kicked out of the race (laughs) yeah especially the worst part about it i think is just that you know they they stick around in that scenario so Mm -hmm. they can gain more laps and hopefully positions overtake people that crash out yep the big crashes didn't happen until bubble was already done yeah yeah he never got yeah, he never got the the, the extra positions from those uh-huh. crashes so they just happened too late uh, i this think is Kurt, how we Kurt know. ended up with a pretty good finish though even though you know he had that damage oh, yeah. he was a similar situation but he was able to run at speed he kept kept losing laps but he actually once they started fixing the car up a little bit he wasn't losing laps as quickly so i think he did end up with a relatively okay finish at the end so. yeah it was um it was interesting. The guy sitting next to me at uh, at the race kept pointing out how many times Kurt was going into uh, the road. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting to have a car that's sponsored by the series, uh, sponsor itself, monster yeah. out there running around and not yeah. running well. So that is kind of that is pretty weird. Let's see, Kurt Busch. Oh wow. Okay, so Kurt Busch ended up in twenty uh, fifth place. Yeah. So. Pretty good, pretty good actually. Pretty good considering, considering the damage. Yeah. He was eleven. He was eleven laps off of the lead lap. But, but... he must have lost like eight to ten of those in the very beginning. Like, oh yeah, yeah, so. yeah. He picked it. He picked it back up. Only fourteen drivers finished on the lead lap. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, the other yeah. crashes. There was the Palmenard taking out the ninety-five. We've talked a lot about that one. There was the amazing pit lane crash that you were unable to capture on your phone, Ugh, um, but where energies. just two two drivers just not knowing that people were coming to pit lane could not slow up, 
spun their cars instead. And so the guys that were coming to pit lane ended up in the firing zone of these just just mm-hmm. 160 mile per hour spinning out cars that had no control anymore. Yeah. Uh, which is just kind of hilarity at, uh, it at was. this level of the series. But, um, it was really funny to see. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then, yeah, some of the late race crashes. I mean, I, I think uh, By- Byron got taken out and a couple of the other guys got taken out with like three laps to go there. Um, yeah. And that's just, you know, it, at that point they were just, everyone was racing for position. All yeah. the cars had like some kind of damage on them. So like no one was keeping them straight and nobody was caring whether or not they were going to take someone else out. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that that Boyer crash really broke my heart. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just because I I love Boyer. He's just so much fun mm-hmm. to watch on TV. He always has a smile. Yep. I mean, even after the crash, he was, like, joking and laughing about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and it was, just a, it was just a matter of, like, he got a giant run coming up the backstretch mm-hmm. and just misjudged when he would come back in front of, uh, I forget who he was overtaking. Yeah, but, I don't. I don't necessarily remember. Yeah, that he misjudged it, turned himself on that car, and then mm-hmm. took out you know, way too many people. Yeah, Stenhouse did end up taking out. Uh, uh, Kyle Larson <laughs> tried to throw a bad block. I would say is more so how it was, but yeah, Stenhouse uh-huh. did get to take someone else out. So you know, <laughs> for him, he's keeping up his rep of yeah. being a wild and crazy man out oh, there on man. this big track. So um, I really, I love uh, in the radioactive how many different drivers were saying. Uh, that they wanted to stay away from the 17 car. Yeah, yep, yep. And just that they're like, oh, Stenhouse is back at it again. Yeah. <laughs> All that rowdy boy. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> well, uh, so one storyline that I, I took away from kind of all of Speed Weeks, and even though we weren't there for one of the events, was uh, Ross Chastain, who is uh, our, mm, our mm-hmm. old friendly watermelon farmer from Florida, out there in the truck race. He just tried to stay out of the danger. We had him on the radio for a long period of time, and every single time he basically got up in there, he was like, they're going to wreck, and then backed off again. Uh, He finished third in that race. Uh, At the race that we weren't at, at the Xfinity race, um, he ended up finishing 13th. Um, That's the series that he'll be competing in all year long. Um, So that's arguably his best car that he had all weekend. And then um, he finished 10th in the Daytona 500, but the most impressive thing and and i did not look up to see if this has ever been done before but he finished every single lap all the overtimes everything that happened the whole weekend he finished every single one of those laps that's immensely impressive yeah how many miles is that total uh you'd have to do the math and i have a calculator (laughs) here so it's probably about 800 miles total i would guess uh let's see it's 1000 uh, 1,080 miles. Oh, that's more than I guessed. Yeah, yeah. a little, a little bit more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's that's... 500, a 300, and a 250, so that mm, does make sense. And yeah, a little bit of overtime. Um, yeah, so yeah. what, what other storylines? Um, well, I, I'd say for the uh, 500, was there anything else that kind of stood out to you? Um, not really. I mean, it was just like I think the my overall feelings towards it was just that it was a really, really solid race. Yeah. I had so much fun watching it. I mm-hmm. mean, just the fact that, like, it had everything that you wanted from a super speedway. Um, although, I've got I've grown to the point now where I don't want the big one to happen uh, yeah, nearly as much. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it had fantastic, really close two-lane racing for long periods of time where mm-hmm. both lanes were very competitive. They had some really solid three-wide racing for really long periods of time. Uh, interesting pitting strategy and, and figuring out the timing for when to do all of that. Um, 
had all the wrecks and excitement at the end. I mean, it was just, it was a really, really solid 500. For sure. Yeah, I agreed. Um, yeah, I, I, we joked about how we might see single file racing the whole time. And we did see some of that last year. This time, not at all. Not at all, really. Uh, yeah. You know, they got spread out, obviously, because of uh, different pit strategies. That's going to happen. And they yeah. ended up getting bunched back up anyway and then getting right back to two wide racing. So, yeah, yeah. it's great. And even when it, yeah, when it was single file, like you said, it was just interesting. It was interesting to watch because we were seeing how all this pit strategy was paying out. Yep. Or exactly. uh, playing out. Yeah, so overall, very good. Uh, yeah, two thumbs up from me. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we can't really, there's not too many storylines to carry over from that, right? Like, that was the last race of that old aero package, even at the super speedways. Um, yeah. This week's race completely different. Next week's race after that, they're running another aero package. This year is mm. the year where you really can't judge a one race that was similar and just be like, oh, it's going to play out like that. It's, I don't see how you can even do that. Yeah, it's going to it's going to take at least probably like four or five races at mile and a half tracks before we're pretty we have a good idea of how the rest of the season is going to look. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as we jump into yeah. this, like, you know, this new aero package, it means. Basically, they're um, for those that aren't familiar, they're taking these cars that can produce up to 950 horsepower that were previously kind of limited down to 750 horsepower to now essentially be a 550 uh, horsepower cars um, on some of these mile and a half tracks so that they race a bit more like they do on the super speedways and hopefully like keep the competition a little bit closer. Um, here at Atlanta, they're actually running a variant on this because... Uh, Atlanta is actually the fastest track that they run at most of the most years. Um, and when they run there, this track hasn't been repaved since 1997. And we're talking yeah. about super fast speeds going into these corners, and it just shreds the tires, just destroys them. Yeah. So even with this, like, lower-powered engine, they're going to be going the first couple laps. They may not have to. They might lift a little bit, but they are not probably going to have to brake. But then after a couple laps, man, they're going to have to break. And then, yeah. so yeah, what NASCAR did was they decided for this one, let's keep the brake ducts open because you have to break like it's a short track after a long run. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. I remember I was, I was watching qualifying and uh, Clint Boyer was saying that he thought it, he, it was just so weird to him that he didn't lift at all mm-hmm. going into the corner. Like he had to consciously train himself to not do that just because it felt so counterproductive mm-hmm. or, or just like so wrong to do yeah. but watching practice today uh, a lot of the drivers were talking about how they were just having so much trouble actually getting through the corners successfully mm-hmm. I mean like I watched through a visor cam of Bubba coming around exiting like two mm-hmm. and just getting real dang squirrely in there oh, like sure. losing it real quick having to recover yeah uh, so that especially with the amount of this these new aero changes you get more downforce, but with more downforce comes with spoiling the air. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of figuring out of how to uh, properly follow other cars through the corners, take advantage of different lines. I think I think it's going to be really interesting to see how these drivers uh, deal with these changes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Uncle Ben said, with great downforce comes great spoiling air. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, who, so who's, I, I got to uh, ask you, um, before we kind of go any further... Who's going to be the best in a new ride this year? We've got Kurt Busch has jumped over to the one car with Chip Ganassi Racing. we got Martin Truex Jr., a champion two years ago, a a guy that finished, I think, third in the championship last year. He's now racing for the team that that essentially put them out of business. 
um, yeah. and taking over the 19 Suarez's ride. Uh, oh, Suarez yeah. got bumped. He's over running Kurt Busch's old ride for Stuart Haas Racing in the 41. We've mm-hmm. got Ryan Newman, who, uh, you know, kind of maybe in the twilight of his career, but now he's over with Roush Racing in the 6. And then we've got Matt Benedetto, who took over for Casey Kane with Levine Family Racing, who we've uh, already said did such a fantastic job in that first race. So who's going to have the best year? Yeah, I mean, I think relative to their previous year, the obvious answer is to Benedetto. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. The one of these that's going to be performing the best? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Kurt Busch pulls it out. I mean, I... Well, so what do you what do you think for Martin Truex Jr.? Is this a is this a downgrade or an upgrade of his equipment? Uh, so I think it's uh, it's tough because I think he went from this one uh, one team crew where like him and Colpern could just like do this crazy stuff with the car, and they were literally beating the people that they were buying equipment from. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, we have to share this stuff. Ew. All right. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they play out this year, but I do expect them to take a little bit of a downturn. Yeah. Um, I don't expect them the you know, he even self-proclaimed this week to say that a big three is dead. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't think, I think he's saying that because he's not part of the big three anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like you said, I think Kurt Busch is going to do well. I think Suarez yeah. is arguably on his last leg. He was maybe rushed into the sport a little bit too soon, but he's on his last leg. Newman, like I said, he's taking over the six who... Uh, come on, no one's had success in that car since Mark Martin. Roush Racing itself is just, like, in shambles. Um, and then, yeah, Levine Family Racing, man, to Benedetto. Yeah. That's, that's, our, that's our new MTJ, man. I'm excited. Yeah. I, of all these people, to Benedetto is definitely the one that's on the upswing. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think with Suarez, for sure, if he's not able to perform well this year, then he's going to start being in some trouble. For sure. Um, I definitely, yeah. I mean, with, with MTJ, like... After he won his championship, I think he just got a bit too big for his britches, and yeah. you could just see the salt pouring out <laughs> this whole previous year for yeah. him. Uh, There's which a great, just, yeah. man, it was so disheartening to see because like I gained so much respect for Truex mm-hmm. after he won the championship, and then it just all went to his head. Yeah, and maybe I, I just didn't pay enough attention to him previously. But. Yeah, I think this happens with everyone. Um, but yeah, what's interesting about him is like he had he you know had a great car um, early on in his career. Um, mm-hmm. didn't really do a lot with it, kind of got relegated a little bit, came back, got this chance in this car that uh, Kurt Busch at one point drove, um, and it just destroyed it, it did such a great job with it. Um, and, like, you know, then then he's like, okay, now I expect success. Just like Jimmy Johnson, just like the Kyle Bushes of the world, Kevin Harvick, he expects success. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's there's a really good on-car uh, video of him. He was in that first big one at the Daytona. And he just like throws his uh, his uh, steering wheel once he takes it off. I mean, he's just pissed Ugh. off. And it's just like, come on, man, that's it's that shit happens. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I definitely, I think you, I think you nailed it with saying he, he expects success. Yeah. Like, he and he's really not done nearly as much as you know the eighteen or the four car have done to yeah. deserve the success that they get. True. Yeah. So uh, speaking of people crying after races, I think you and I <laughs> like to joke a lot about uh, Kyle Busch. And uh, how long he goes between wins, <laughs> yeah, he just basically becomes more and more of a child, uh, making uh, fart noises on the in the post-race interviews and stuff like that. Um, so now I'd like to introduce our segment, which is uh, our how long has Kyle Busch gone without a win? Uh, right now, the count is at how many races? One. One. All right. Hey. So, uh, and it was he crying after the five hundred. That's a hundred percent loss rate, as far as I'm concerned. 
yeah, and he was. I mean, he was. He was. He finished second. He finished. Oh no, yeah, he finished second in the five hundred, yeah. and he was mad. Oh, um, he was mad, even though his teammate won. Uh-huh. Uh, well, just this guy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I hope we go like at least sixteen races into this year without him winning because I just gotta see the amount of child in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, and then like, I want I all I also definitely do want there to be one where he gets really really close and then loses a tire <laughs> yes. or like gets run into by one of the really weak teams. <laughs> With being family racing, man, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm looking out for this year. It's my right. number one storyline. <laughs> All right, will we see that storyline this week? What do you expect to see out of Atlanta? Um, man, it, you know, it's so hard to uh, make any predictions about it. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're I think Kevin Harvick is definitely going to be very strong. Mm-hmm. I think as well, your boy uh, Kyle Larson. I mm-hmm. think he's going to do very well as well. Um, yeah, just because, like, beyond that, though. I have no clue, man. Yeah, no, what, what do you either. think? It's nice. Yeah, we come into this like blank slate of a season, um, and you know, for our guys, you know, the guys that we root for, none of them have had tremendous success. They're not necess- They might be you know top fifteen drivers in in cup, um, but they've not had tremendous success. So this opens this huge door where it's like th- there aren't guys like last year where the big three won sixty percent of the races last year. I yeah. expect that number to be way down this year. Oh, yeah. um, from the you know whoever wins the most races, the top three drivers. So the door is open. Let's see who's yeah. gonna fucking take that spot. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be really cool to see who who do you want to see dominate this year? Who do I want to see dominate? Well, I want to see Larson dominate. But yeah. uh, no, um, <laughs> let's let's see. Toss you um, a lane up there. I you know what? I'd like to see great success out of teams that haven't had success recently. Just for the promotion of the sport, we need parity. We need all the teams to have mm-hmm. success in certain races. And one thing that I really like about this year and about the different aero packages at every single track is I feel like some teams are going to be like, look, no one's focusing on that Richmond race at that night race or whatever. I'm just picking a random race. Yeah. Um, what can we do to make sure we're going to have a super strong showing there? Right? Like yeah. they can pick and choose which races they think they're going to just, they want to perform at and they could do their best at that race. And we're going to see, hopefully, some first-time winners this year, some teams that haven't won in a while, um, you know, some rookies possibly getting into victory lane. It's been a, a you know, don't, don't see rookies make it into victory lane too often. Normally it takes it two or three years sometimes. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm expecting. But who's going to win this week? You know, wild prediction. Oh, boy. Um, God. I want to, you know... My brain is lying with Harvick. My heart is lying with Larson. Mm, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Harvick obviously dominates Atlanta most of the time. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm actually going to go with, uh, similar to my namesake, uh, Clint Boyer is oh, going yeah. to be my champion this, uh, or race winner um, this weekend. Um, and, and my heart is going to go with Kurt Busch. Um, yes, I want Kyle Larson to win, um, but Kurt Busch... Jumping over to this new team, uh, you know, he's going to be really fast, too. He's in the same equipment the 42 is in. And uh, and Kurt Busch would be my, uh, you know, tear at my heartstrings champion. Yeah, yeah. All right, so now I want to just get into some rapid-fire questions with you. We're early on in the season. Um, just want to see where you're at. Uh, we can revisit these questions as the season goes along because we're definitely going to get all of these wrong. Starting off, which manufacturer wins the most races, Toyota, Chevy, or Ford? uh chevy 
Chevy. Oh, the Camaro ZL1. All right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, that's actually my answer as well is, is, is yeah. Chevy. And uh, I'm more prepared. I did my homework, so you can trust me on my answers. No, okay. but this is no <laughs> shot, shot in the dark here. I, this, there's four. There's, uh, they only won four races in Chevy's last yeah. year. And I one think of them was like a fluke, so. Yeah, I think they were starting to figure it out towards the end of last year. And I yeah. think that's that's like that's the main reason that I'm going with them here. Yeah, or at um, least Chase Elliott seems able to figure it out. Right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, all right, best driver out of RCR: Hemrick, oh. Reddick, or Dylan? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dylan. No. Dylan. All right. God, man. Yeah. As much as I hate to say it, I think Dylan is going to do the best just because. Hemrick and Reddick are pretty new to yeah. the series. You yeah. know, it takes a while to get uh, caught up with everyone. Oh, is Reddick part-time? Yeah, Reddick is part-time yeah, as well. Yeah, Reddick's yeah, yeah, yeah. part-time. But you know what? If he, you know, nabs a win or, or he just has really consistent finishes in his, like, uh, at the end of the year, we could judge this based on average finish. Let's just make it easy. Okay. Um, okay. But I'm actually going to go with Hemrick. Uh, he is yep. a little bit older. He has raced his way in here. Um, he does well-deserving of the ride. I don't think that Dylan, when he first got there, was well-deserving of the ride. But then again, we've seen him win two Crown Jewel events. So, you know, go mm. figure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But I'm going to go with Hemrick just to not be uh, completely aligned with you. Um, uh, wow. Next is, will Roush Racing win a race? Newman in the new ride in the 6, Stenhouse in the 17. Will Ooh, they win a boy. race? You know, I feel like Newman's got one left in him. Yeah, all right. Especially running that Oscar Mayer scheme. Oh, I yeah. Mean, he's Sexy. just going to be hot dogging down the track. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think he's got one left in him. Yeah, he's going to need to perform at a track where, like, his extra weight comes into play, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, you know, one, like, Coke 600 or something where, you know, he can, mm. uh, you know, get some extra energy. Maybe a maybe a Bristol where he can use that extra weight, or weight to push people around a bit more. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like yeah, uh, yeah. like uh, Tony Stewart used to do. Yeah. Um, so do you have any rapid-fire questions? I do, yeah, Ooh, I oh, do. Oh, uh, so Super Speedways, they're changing their package here. Mm-hmm. We're switching from uh, restrictor plates to tapered, tapered spacers. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to see any difference in terms of how the races play out there? Um, I think we will. I think what's what's going to be interesting is there's going to be a lot more uh, pull than there was before. Um, one mm-hmm. thing that you didn't see is a car be able to kind of back off of the car in front of it, back to the back bumper of the car behind it. Um, then he would have to be pushed forward. It was always pushing. Now mm-hmm. I think you can pull. I think there's going to be, with this, this amount of drag that we're seeing coming out of the cars, you're going to have a huge tunnel of air that you can fly through. And, yeah. uh, you know, as, as uh, Ricky Bobby would say, uh, slingshot engaged, and you can just uh-huh. fly past <laughs> the guy in front of you. Um, none of this, I have to side draft his back bumper and Stenhouse or Jimmy Johnson wreck him. Uh, no, you can just fly past him. I think that's what we're going to see. I think that's a big difference. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you think Bubba's going to make his mark this year? <sighs> oh, man, it's so tough. Yeah, I, you know what? We talk about who our hearts are with every week. That's who my heart's with, man. I just want to see him do so well. Um, you know what, but, uh, there's a lot of changes on that team this year. Um, and, and, but the driver is more experienced. I think we should see more consistent finishes out of him, but it's going to take a fuel mileage race or pit strategy race for him to actually win one. Um, but I do, let's, let's set the mark at three top five finishes. All right. That's, that's a lot, um, uh, for him, for him and that team, three top five finishes. I think he can get it. Yeah. I mean, so what do you what do you think it is that was causing him so much trouble last year? Do you think it's just the equipment or just that he's is it is it on his end? 
Uh, I think he was just out of he was just out of practice, man. He yeah. he went from having this race team to it shutting down, and then he just got thrown in some truck cars a couple times, and he won those races. Like he did a great job, but like he just was out of practice, and then yeah. he got thrown into the five hundred. He finished second, and then he had all this weight on his shoulders to just. I gotta perform like this. Like, yeah. I think yeah. a lot of weight was lifted off his shoulders immediately when that race finished. Like, I validated myself, and then people were like, "Dude, that was a super speedway." Even validated shit. Get back out uh-huh. there. <laughs> um, which is it's really yeah. tough. Um, racing the Petty Forty Three is just always going to be tough for no matter who comes in. But uh, but a guy that's going to be you know is the face of racial change uh, in in NASCAR is is it just carries so much weight, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how many races do you think Larson will finish with more tape than Carr? <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, we got one this year. So yeah, that's true. Already. We got one. We're, we're one in. Uh, I, I can't wait to hopefully get a, a nice Roval raced win car. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> raced in, I guess, is the way to put it. Um, <laughs> I don't have an answer for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, he's just a magician with destroyed cars though he can you know, he can nice still get them to drive and then he yeah. kills them as they're coming across the finish line yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh and then do you think jimmy is gonna finish any more super speedway races <laughs> <laughs> like through for the rest of his career uh no just this year oh just this year okay yeah. i i mean i think my answer might be the same for both uh will he finish he's gonna finish but will he finish okay. with a clean race car probably not just definitely yeah, not yeah. i just don't see it I mean, what we got? Three more super speedway races this, this year. year yeah. I think he's going to finish one of them. Oh, okay, okay. I think and, he's going to finish one of them. And and if he, it, but if he, the thing about Jimmy Johnson as super speedway is, if he finishes with a clean car, he wins. Like he don't run okay. a clean car in second. All right. Yeah, yeah. So that's true. I mean, especially right. with the way those Hendrick cars have been racing at the speedways. Yeah, yeah. they got so much speed. So cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, so you know, last couple minutes here, or last minute or so. Uh, anything that you particularly are wanting to watch out for here at Atlanta? Uh, is it reasonable to say everything? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it is, just given that we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, really keeping a clear eye uh, on the Benedetto. Mm-hmm. See how they perform outside of super speedways. Yep. Uh, and then just looking at the racing and seeing what what we can begin to expect mm-hmm. of course you know like you said earlier where this is different aero package here at atlanta and then another different aero package at vegas is that yep. the full aero package yeah i think it's the first race of the full aero package like i said the only reason they couldn't do it here is because the brakes um yeah first yeah. first full race of that new aero package is in vegas so yeah so i mean it, there's just there's a lot to look out for how about you? What are, what are you looking out for here? Well, I'm looking for uh, Kyle Busch just wrecked in practice uh, a little bit before we started this, which is just hilarious. Uh, we're mm-hmm. gonna have to get that audio because um, it's just you know it's part of it's part of that Kyle Busch growing between races type of thing. Um, but he's gonna be coming from the back, all right, it, and he's not gonna sit back there, all right. He's gonna come forward. He's gonna be racing. He I think he was like second quickest in final practice, even though he wrecked. Um, yeah. So so yeah, I expect I expect him to be coming forward. Um, also, I just want to see how, yeah, our guys are going to do, man. So, so psyched for the season. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm really excited too. I think it's going to be a solid season. Awesome. Well, I, I think that kind of wraps us on our, our first episode of, uh, the big one podcast, uh, for all of you that are still listening. Uh, thank you. I hope you uh, found it enjoyable. Even if you don't like NASCAR, I mean, hopefully we're good enough personalities to, to, <laughs> to want to listen to, 
Um, if you want to follow us and follow uh, some of the NASCAR type of uh, goings on during the week, follow us at, at podcast big one on Twitter. And uh, we'll be posting, uh, you know, all of our new podcasts there, any new content that we make maybe during the week. Um, and yeah, you can just look out for hopefully a weekly episode from us going forward. Yeah. Cool. Thanks awesome. for tuning in everyone. And uh, see you next time. Yeah. Peace out. Bye.